Hi, Mark. Thanks for joining me again. What's changed in the last two weeks? Well, thinking about the last two weeks, it's uh, interesting to reflect on what has changed and what hasn't changed. I guess, first off, I would say that when it comes to progress with respect to uh, the virus and the fight against COVID-19, it feels like not very much has changed at all. It seems, if anything, uh, sort of progress towards a a vaccine seems to be slow. We're probably going to be waiting for at least uh, another 12 months before that is widely deployed. Uh, And it seems as if we're on a path where we're we're seeing a slow end to lockdowns and at the same time keeping a a nervous eye on infection rates potentially going up a bit in those countries that have uh, reopened their economies, such as the case in somewhere like Singapore. Uh, And so I do think that in terms of uh, the virus itself, uh, it's starting to feel like the lives that we're now living are feeling a bit more like the the new normal in as much as life won't go back to where it was at the start of the year anytime soon. So if not a lot has changed on that front, I, I think the, the most striking things that, that have happened over the last couple of weeks is... Um, Perhaps looking at the energy market, the moves in terms of the uh, the oil shock with prices going down to minus 40 bucks, uh, I think will have caught a, a lot of people by surprise and uh, there'll be a some amusement in terms of how we could see such low pricing. But it's really a function of the fact there's nowhere to put oil at a time where demand has collapsed uh, and it continues to come out of the ground. And so uh, I think what we're seeing here is an example of fundamentally all is not well in the global economy. And it really shows you another example of a a big spike in volatility in financial markets, a a drop of oil of sort of $40, $50 on a one-day view. This is another one of these black swan events, which are meant to be very rare, but seem to be coming around all too often. And and I think the other thing that I would mention in the last couple of weeks is perhaps we've seen Europe generally underperforming markets elsewhere. There, there is maybe a sense that maybe the US has done far more to stimulate its economy and support its final financial markets than European policymakers have done to this particular point. And so uh, that uh, continues to be uh, something which is a, a bone of contention in Europe. But those of us who have looked at sort of European policy for a long time, we, we tend to feel that uh, European policymakers have a habit of getting there in the end. It's not always uh, as uh, quick and big bang as we might see elsewhere. It's more of a, a series of policy step through increments. And so we, we still want to own those assets such as European corporate bonds and indeed the European periphery, which we believe should benefit most directly from direct policy action. Otherwise, elsewhere, the the one other thing that I'd highlight uh, as as something that's been interesting us in the last couple of weeks has been some of the discussion in EM with respect to debt moratorium, with respect to uh, some of the weaker countries. But I think uh, what we're really seeing is it's quite difficult to actually get much charity from private debt holders and with official sector creditors unhappy about the idea that those uh, private sector bondholders could end up freeloading on the official sector. Uh, I think uh, it, it just shows you that it's going to be difficult to uh, move to early agreements there. So there's some of the things that we've really been looking at and reflecting on in the last couple of weeks. Looking at the rest of Q2, what do you think we will see and perhaps more long term? Yeah, so I think going back to the uh, 
idea of the the virus. I think we are starting to learn more and more that the the way back is going to be a, a marathon, not a sprint. Even if we're passing the most acute point in terms of the um, uh, the spike in infections and deaths and uh, life will start to slowly return to normal. It's going to be a, a fairly long way back. I think you'd also reflect that um, life is likely to be some somewhat permanently changed. I, I'd expect to see uh, work from home become far more commonplace uh, on a permanent basis now. I also think that global travel may be materially reduced. Uh, as someone who likes to travel a lot, I'm asking myself the question, for example, when will I next get to Tokyo? When will I next get to New York? Uh, and I can only uh, guess the answer to that question is probably still a number of months away. Uh, I think we'll also see the, um, uh, the, the crisis perhaps accelerate trends towards deglobalization as countries look to bring production back home. So I do think that when we think about the future, it would be wrong perhaps to think that uh, uh, life will go back to where it was uh, as at the, uh, the turn of the year. Otherwise, I think that we should expect markets to remain volatile as we go through the next couple of months. I think the uh, example of the vol spike in oil is a reminder of this. I don't think rallies will proceed in a straight line. And, and in some respects, it's, it's almost interesting to observe that uh, whereas stocks uh, have recovered about 50% of their losses from the start of the year, in, in assets like uh, uh, IG corporates in Europe, you've only recovered just 25%. And in the periphery, you're still close to the wide. So if there's anywhere where I think there'll be more of a catch-up trade in the course of the next two uh, months, uh, I think it is in, in those assets in the Eurozone, which were perhaps closest uh, to that policy support. But um, anyway, it promises to be still a, a bit of a bumpy journey uh, and an interesting time, and certainly going to be an investment landscape that's uh, rich in opportunity. Thanks very much, Mark. This podcast is issued in the United Kingdom by Blue Bay Asset Management, LLP, which is authorised and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority registered with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission and is a member of the National Futures Association. This podcast may also be issued in the United States by Blue Bay Asset Management LLC, which is registered with the SEC and the NFA. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Unless otherwise stated, all data has been sourced by Blue Bay. To the best of Blue Bay's knowledge and belief, this podcast is true and accurate at the date hereof. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. This podcast is intended for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the FCA only and should not be relied upon by any other category of customer. Except where agreed explicitly in writing, Blue Bay does not provide investment or other advice and nothing in this podcast constitutes any advice nor should be interpreted as such. No Blue Bay fund will be offered except pursuant and subject to the offering memorandum and subscription materials the offering materials. If there is an inconsistency between this podcast and the offering materials for the Blue Bay Fund, the provisions in the offering materials shall prevail. You should read the offering materials carefully before investing in any Blue Bay Fund. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction and is for information purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay Asset Management, LLP. Copyright 2020, Blue Bay.
the investment manager, advisor and global distributor of the Blue Bay Funds, is a wholly owned subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada and the Blue Bay Funds may be considered to be related and or connected issuers to Royal Bank of Canada and its other affiliates. Registered trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. RBC Global Asset Management is a trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, registered office, 77 Grosvenor Street, London, W1K3JR, partnership registered in England and Wales, number OC370085. The term partner refers to a member of the LLP or a Blue Bay employee with equivalent standing. Details of membership of the Blue Bay Group and further important terms which this message is subject to can be obtained at www.bluebay.com. All rights reserved.